Hey there, my name is Wendy Prater. I've been an agent with Magical Journeys Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner for five years now. I'm also a proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. These guys are great. Keep listening. Whether you have been guilted into taking your little princess to see Elsa or you're wanting to drink around the world showcase in a fabulous adult vacation, let me help you create the most magical experience by cutting out your stress. I make the plans, you make the memories. I'll find you the best deals and arrange your whole itinerary. My services are free, so why not? Mention this ad for $25 off your deposit. I also specialize in universal vacations, all major cruise lines, and all-inclusive vacations. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com to get started. His After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hello and welcome to Diz After Dark, a Disney podcast of grown-ups that's not the same as all the others. Each episode, we discuss the latest news from both inside and outside Disney parks and resorts, but with an adult twist. All views and opinions are our own, and listener discretion is advised. Please lower your safety restraints, as things may get bumpy. But if you're ready, we'll get started. Hello and welcome to episode 200 and D23 of Diz After Dark. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, you know, we obviously haven't intended for this to be the case, but this is episode 223, just after D23. Worked out perfectly. Yeah. Just I mean, sure, I might have had to shifted a few episodes around that would have been released by now, but that's not the point. This will go out as episode 223. And as you can hear, this episode, I am joined by my two favourite pools, Mr D. And Mr. W. Odie. Or Dubs. Hello. Paul Squared. Yes, Paul Squared. A Paul Sandwich, if you will. <laughs> and I am the film. <laughs> You're the filling. Gobble, gobble. Uh, how, how are we, gents? Good, good, good. Yes. Glad to hear it. This is um, podcast uh, number four for the week for me so i will try not to be too laggy but i'm just warning you in advance okay yeah now you getting ready i was gonna say i can already hear someone pouring don't know so. if you can hear that yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it was um, definitely pouring okay yes oh well we, this is yeah. not craig lucas absolutely no craig lucas toilet business on this episode so with that said and as we always start off mr d what are you drinking that was the gin, and this is the tonic. Very good. Cheers. Uh, normal, normal gin tonight. Um, normal yeah. Tonic. Yeah. Just straight, straightforward gin, and let's see what we got. 
Fever Tree Aromatic Tonic Water. Those little teeny weeny cans. Mm. I do like a fever tree. Yeah. Fever tree. Uh, Mr. Washington, what are you on? Uh, I'm a bit boring. I've got my apple and black currant juice. Uh, it's all right. I'll top you tonight. I'm drinking ice cold water because it is really hot. And even though we're recording this at night, it is still really hot. And I'm up in North Wales and it's really not. And it is really not here either. Oh my God. It's like 28. <laughs> it's... it's 28 degrees. I would, go so far as... I would go so far as to say it's quite chilly up here. Wow. Hey, it's pissing down the rain here. Yeah, don't uh, don't cuddle up to the sheep, Mister D. It's my only advice. Going in my way, you are. <laughs> might might be your Some only choice. Sheep are... <laughs> well, there is that as well. Yes. Um, now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we've had D twenty three in the last few days. So this episode, we are just talking D twenty three because there was so much over the whole weekend that came out. Um, not myself, but from the actual expo itself. So uh, I thought we'd dedicate this episode to it. And, uh, you know, just in case you, didn't, you, you missed some of it, because there was a lot. And also, they do this really weird thing where they... Uh, what What's the phrase? It's not simulcast. What is it? When they stream. They, 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 they yeah. do live streams of some of the panels that they have over the weekend, but they don't have live streams of all the panels and they don't actually have live streams of the panels that actually matter. Really. Yeah. That's not a disservice to the other panels because, you know, most of them are interesting, but you want the nitty gritty, you want the details and you don't get them from the 23 from their official sources. So uh, in some instances, in the, take a shot in some instances people were live streaming from them of their own accord in in other instances it was news that was uh, you know press released out after the the talk had finished so it's a combination of that so there's probably bits that you've you've missed out on without even realizing so we're going to try and fill in as many of those gaps as possible so Pdab, where do you want to start? Are we are we going to go for the whole weekend? We're going to start Friday, or yeah, I think so. I think it's easier to start right from the start with the things that were kind of announced outside panels that were were there for for everybody to see as soon as they got into the into the expo on on Friday. So this one was in a panel, but it was kind of it's something we'd actually talked about for a while. This this secret panel that they were meant to be doing um, that we oh. didn't really know anything about. Do you know what? I've forgotten the secret panel because it was so underwhelming. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm excited for it. It's one of the things that I'm quite excited about Disney Plus for, but it wasn't kind of what we were expecting at the time. No. Um, we, were, we were kind of expecting it to be one of these big announcements that was kind of a surprise that we, we didn't know about. And it ended up being a project for Disney Plus, um, which in itself is, is quite exciting for, for what it is, but it wasn't kind of the build-up that we'd had behind it that it came out of. So the project is it's called One Day at Disney. And it's a documentary that's that's based around cast members in each, each park across the globe. 
Um, and it's about their day and how they go about it in the, within the parks, which is it's quite exciting for me because I, and probably mm. for for all of us because because we enjoy the backstage stuff as we enjoy the the front stage, front of house stuff. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what goes into these and and the different jobs around the parks that we maybe don't know about. So I, I saw a little bit of conflicting information on this one. Um, is it a film or is it a series? I think it's a one-off documentary. Yeah, I just I could tell. Yeah, that's. I mean, most places I've seen it said it was a, it was a, a film or you yeah. know like a um, a documentary rather than a series of documentaries, which I thought would have made sense because are you telling me you can't pad out an hour uh, following staff around each of your parks? Yeah. You're just going to cram it into like two hours or something. It just seems a little bit short shrift. Um, yeah. Uh, and this, this comes to a point that I made in, in an article I wrote earlier in the week that the whole expo was very lacking in detail. Mm. It was an announcement. We're done. We're on to the next one. Um, without actually diving into to anything really, um, mm. and and we'll talk about that a bit more as we go on um, as to how lacking some of the announcements were. I just for me with this, and now again, expectations are very personal thing, right? So someone might be expecting one thing, and you get something else, and. Some people might be really excited about something and other people might not be so excited about something before it's actually revealed. But I think when you see like secret panel, you think, oh, this is going to be big because secret normally means a surprise. And I mean, and that's, I don't think that's a problem because it was a surprise. No one knew this was going on. Um, no one was really talking about they might be doing something like this. So I suppose it did tick that box, but it reminded me in the same way of the announcement we had recently for Universal in that there was this expectation of what it was going to be and we knew that they were flying people in and you know they were having this big press launch for it for essentially an announcement of we're building a third park, which we all knew anyway. There was no yeah. surprise with that. We knew that was happening. And that's all they revealed about it, pretty much. So it felt a little bit like that, where you had this big expectation where Disney are probably going to announce something like uh, a fifth game. And instead, we've got what looks to be, at least, a one-off documentary about people that work in the parks. And we are in that niche, right? You know, you know, hundreds of thousands of people go to Disney parks around the world. But not all of them are geeks about Disney or about the parks themselves. It is a theme park to them. They might go back again. They might never want to go back. So the actual audience that I think wants something like this isn't huge. But it was the right audience at D23. Yeah, exactly. It was... Yeah, it was to be fair, to, to aim a secret announcement like that, it was in the right place, wasn't it? You're not, you're going to attract the right people with it. It's not going to disappoint the crowd, is it? I, I mean, the only question I have: Did they invite the, the mayor of Orlando? 
No. Hmm. Considering Bob Iger didn't turn up for the opening of Galaxy's Edge today, um, I'm I'm not convinced that they would ever intend on inviting the mayor of Orlando. That's interesting. I thought he did turn up, didn't he? No, I thought it was tomorrow. No, the official the official grand opening was today. The the media grand opening, and it was it was Bob Chapek that was there. Bob Bob Iger. (laughs) Yeah, as he as he should be known. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I uh, yeah, you would have thought he would have turned up, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's the after all the fuss of the Disneyland Disneyland one, you would have thought. He would have turned up for this one. But yeah. no, Bob Chapek and Hondo. <laughs> I, I did see that. Now, is, was that... I, I guessed it was somebody in costume rather than the electronic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm assuming it was the same guy that they've used in the video clips and the ride. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, Iger found out that Tim Tracker wasn't going to be there today and thought, why bother? I think he was. I think they all I were. I thought he would have been. Yeah, even Justin Scard was there. He'd flown in from California to do it. Wow. So I think Tim probably was there. He just hasn't advertised it yet. I really, I really am looking forward to those people that have been to both. Um, yeah, to actually compare. Well, Tim, Tim did. Tim had already visited. He uh, he got his annual past preview um, a couple of weeks yeah. ago, um, so he has done both. And he, he said there isn't massive differences. There's some subtle ones, but nothing mind blowing that's different. Okay. Other than for us, they're selling alcoholic versions of the milk. Yeah, he's posted he's posted a video for today already, and it's not it's not that. Yeah, yeah, it was his last California video today. Yeah, so it's going to be tomorrow. Fair enough. So that was the secret announcement, anyway. And yeah, I know another thing that people were subjected to at the uh, the expo uh, in between panels and and you know shopping for expensive limited edition dolls. They had some of the ride vehicles and revealed some of the costumes for the two new Walt Disney World attractions. Yeah. So that's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. Is it Runaway Train? Runaway Railway. Railroad. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Railroad, yeah. Uh, And also, of course, uh, Tron. Yeah. So. Exciting bit. For me, the excitement. Well, you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to both because um, I, I I love the Mickey and Minnie shorts, and I'm excited to see what they do. The Great Movie Ride was was a favourite of mine. I really like that attraction, so it's got big boots to fill, and I'm interested to see what they do with it. So I am quite excited about that one. Um, but yeah, obviously Tron. And also hearing that it's not a exact copy of Shanghai as well. No. I thought was interesting. 
So. Yeah, it's now got a. They've put in a bridge, haven't they? Did I read that you? Because you have to go underneath it to get in the ride now. I've not. I've not read what the changes are. Um, yeah, I, did, I saw some concept art that makes it look like they've now got a path going through the middle of the ride. You walk up, and then the entrance is is actually on the back rather than than at the front, like it is in in Shanghai. So is that to kind of give you the ability to see the ride in action as you're queuing up? I think I think it must be, yeah, and possibly to to keep you walking within the berm as well. Mm. Rather than having to extend the berm out a bit further, this means that they don't have to. Uh, Mr. D, any idea what berm is? <laughs> is that me being geeky? It's, it's basically... Yeah, it's... it's, uh, it's it's, it's, yeah, it's the little boundary sort of ditch, isn't it? Sort of, uh... There you go, Mr. D does know. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll hand in my geek card at the um, <laughs> geek, the geek exit. Um, Wasn't there a podcast called Beyond the Burn? Used to be, I think. Possibly. Yeah, it was. I'm still, I'll be honest, I'm still, I'm still none the wiser. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's interesting. It's an interesting change if that's what they're doing. I'm a big fan of attractions that let you do that. I remember um, Space Mountain doing that at Disneyland Paris. Well, I think it still does. Yeah. I've not gone through the main queue in quite a while, but um, you could see like ships whizzing past you, and I think that's always quite fun building up the anticipation to get on the attraction. So that's good. And also, I mean, it's, it's obviously a, a, a very visual attraction. You know, I, yeah. I think the reason why they were itching to get it into uh, the American parks is because of how beautiful the ride itself looks. You know, I, when they first announced the Tron Coaster going anywhere, I said, why? And I'm a huge Tron fan because it's just, to me, it's not a big enough film franchise. Um, and when they, there were rumours of it coming to, to Orlando, same thing. I'm really glad it's happening. And I think the only reason why it's happening is because it is such a stunning looking ride. Um, and, and nothing else kind of looks like it. So It's right on theme as well, though, as well, I like about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of retro futuristic. Mm. Uh, you know, it's got that sci-fi, sci-fi theme to it. So everybody was kind of concerned about them not staying true to Tomorrowland's original theme so I think it's great that they're putting that in there and that's and I do think I think Disney Plus changes a lot of things now as well mm. um, you'll see a lot of franchises that you might not have thought of sticking around that probably will do now yeah yeah I uh, so I just go back to Mr D's point about you know keeping Tomorrowland on point with theming I mean that's obviously why Monsters Inc. Laugh Law works so well in Tomorrowland right on point yeah um, of course, <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean you you might be right there um, about Disney uh, Plus and and things like that because Disney Life when it first launched had the two Tron films, the Tron animated series, which had a stupid release everywhere, like it was shown at really weird times and never really found an audience, um, as well as the, the soundtrack to the films as well. So there was quite a bit of Tron on there. 
most of that's now gone. Disney life, for some strange reason, likes to take things away from time to time for no rhyme or reason. It's not like they haven't got the space. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I would imagine that all of that stuff will be on Disney Plus when it launches anyway. And yeah, I, I think you've got a very easy way of creating synergy now with this platform. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, is Song of the South going to be on there? Because they have said on multiple occasions everything is going to be on there. There's ways around it. They could cut out a huge chunk of that story and it wouldn't make any difference to the film. True. It's it's set up in, in separate little stories. That some of it they, they don't need to have in there. So there, there are easy ways around it if Iger wants to. I'd just say get um, One Direction to um, dub over the voices of the crows in Dumbo and jobs are good. No more controversy. But that's that. Um, well, there weren't any other ride previews, were there? There were just those two. There was obviously a ride announcement on Friday as well, or an attraction announcement on Friday. Yes. Um, which no one saw coming. No. Which was a, a bit of a shocker. And and don't, it's a great film. We all talked about it when it was announced the other day. And, and the attraction is the, the Moana-inspired journey of water. So technically it's it's not all based around Moana. It's just the fact that it is about water. Um, still not sure where it fits yet. They've not really shown where it's meant to be going. Um, but, but it's intriguing. Yeah. It, it fits with Epcot. It certainly does fit with the Epcot theme. Yeah. It's, it's got to be, be over in, by the size. Yeah. It's got to be in that world nature section, surely. Yeah. Must be. I, I think so. I think it, I would imagine it's possibly going in where the jumping fountains are yeah uh, next to uh, imagination because it looks very very similar to that in some of yeah. it so i wonder whether they're going to expand on that well that's the worry we... when you when you look on the map the new map the color-coded one so it's you know world or epcot is now we can rebrand it i guess rethemed in the world showcase yeah. it's still there world nature World Celebration and then World Discovery. But when you look at it, there's little bits that are left out and the imagination pavilion is kind of cut in half. Um, yeah. So it isn't clear what, what's going to happen to that, but it, uh, it's going to get um, absorbed by the Borg. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like it fits anymore. Yeah. With the way they've set it out, where it is at the moment, it, it doesn't fit. And yeah. it's it was, a shame. It would be a shame if they got rid of that, the actual building. I mean, if they could repurpose yeah. it, that would be amazing. But if they got rid of it, it's a, it's a stunning building. Yeah. It just looks great, especially in the evening, just as the sun's gone down. Mm. And the morning yeah. we've gone past it, it looks fantastic. I talked a little bit about this with Craig the other day, about the Moana bit they're putting in and you know he was saying well it's old like this technology's been around since the 80s we didn't really see the technology you know doing things like jumping water 
and you know kind of like looping over your head and stuff like that. yes that is technology that we've seen before but we don't actually know if that's what they're doing no i would expect disney are probably doing something a little bit different with it yeah i hope we get to see the bikes of the war <laughs> just go walk around it did it oh, no, i'm, I'm sure spoiled it now <laughs> I'm sure The Rock announced that in Jungle Cruise we will see the backside of water, so you're all right there, Mr. Day. Mm. Yeah, oh, good on him. Thank God for that. So yeah, I'll be honest, like I'm I, I like Moana. I'm all for uh personally something like that being added. I think it could be quite fun. Also, as well, look, let's have a think about this. We're in Orlando. There's not a lot of shade. There was a lot of jokes made about that over the weekend. Um, we're basically having water fountains that are going to be squirting water near you. That's going to be a plus, surely. You know, I, I can't see a negativity with that. Cool you down. No. Right. So that was the the kind of pre-announcements. Um, and then on Friday, that was Star Wars panel? Uh, Friday was the Disney Legends panel. Uh, so <laughs> I turned it on. I didn't realise it was streaming. I turned it on and there was this woman that came up on stage to read a letter. And I thought she looked a little bit familiar, but I couldn't work out <laughs> who she was or who the letter was actually from. <laughs> and only at the end I was like oh that must be Bette Midler's daughter and then they made a record yeah. of it yeah yeah Bette couldn't make it she uh, she got stuck in the middle of a storm oh, couldn't fly over. So, she, so she sent her daughter literally hours beforehand said you're going to have to read my speech for me I mean to be to be fair it was a, it was a lovely speech yeah it really was um but yeah, that was the only that was the only part of the uh, the live stream that I saw. I, if I knew it was if that was one of the ones that was going live, I would have watched it. Yeah. I would have actually taken time out to watch it. I just happened to come across it by accident. So yeah, disappointing. But uh, yeah. was it was it good? Yeah, I only saw half of it. To be honest, I turned it on halfway through because my little boy was going to bed. So I came down and watched like the second half. So I missed RDJ and. John Favreau. Um, I heard John Favreau's making grilled cheese sandwiches for everybody. <laughs> yeah, he um, he went very in depth as to to claiming that Walt was the best thing since sliced bread. Um, he didn't really talk about himself. He he kind of said, "I'm I'm on my route from being a mouse to something else." Um, he claimed Walt was the first one to do it and now he's just trying to carry on that same tradition that was okay. that was about the, the bulk of his I kind of came in as um, Ming-Na Wen and, and people like that and a couple of the Imagineers that got got the legend status and watched, watched those few's, few and, and that was it really they don't do a lot. They kind of have like a two-minute speech and, and that's it. They move on to the next one. I mean, look, that that's a good thing because every year I have to sit through the WWE Hall of Fame during WrestleMania weekend. And I mean, that thing can go on for bloody hours. So I think it's, it's quite nice that they don't have uh, half an hour 
of them just being able to yeah. rattle off stories. I think RDJ did mention the time he got busted in Disneyland smoking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on the um on the skyway. Yeah. The irony now that he could do that. Yeah. Not just because it's him, but because obviously California relaxed their laws. Um, although smoking obviously is not allowed in the parks, but you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I think people sometimes do question who gets legendary status. Um, yeah. To me, she seemed like the headliner, but Bette Midler, really, did she? Has she done enough Disney stuff to what I said. warrant it? You know? I said at the time, she's done, what, one big Disney film? Well, uh, she did. I know she's she's been in a few Touchstone films. Wasn't Beaches yeah. Touchstone? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I'm sure Down and Out in Beverly Hills was, although it's a bit more risky for Disney to acknowledge that. Um, and I mean, she's pretty much the inspiration if she's not the voice of the the villain in Oliver and Company. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can't say she's really. She's really done that. Whilst you could have the argument with, with someone like Favreau, except for the argument back to that was, have you seen how much money he's made us? Yeah. So, you know, he's kind of early stripes that way. But hey-ho, it's it's nice. And as long as people that really have made uh, a, a, an impact on Disney, whether that's theme parks or movies or TV, whatever get their dues as well as a few famous celebrities, then, you know, it's all cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that, there wasn't anything much to come out of that. We we didn't learn anything new or, or anything like that. So it was it was the next massive panel that, that really started the, the news trail. Um, and that was the Disney Plus panel was the, was the next one. Um, and we got a load of news out of that. So I... I'm guessing for, for all three of us, the, the biggest news of the Disney Plus panel was uh, the retire, return of uh, Hilary Duff as Lizzie McGuire. I'm sure I mean, everybody's looking forward to that. I mean, I I wet my pants in excitement. <laughs> uh, and then looked up what um, Lizzie McGuire was. I do, the thing is, like, I, I do, I'm actually aware of Lizzie McGuire, but I've never sat and watched an episode I know they made a film. Again, never watched the film. And I knew who Hilary Duff was. But, I mean, that was probably the second most underwhelming announcement behind the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Secret panel, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's for a very specific audience. Um, yeah. And they've done, this, they've done this quite a lot recently because... Um, I mean, I got very excited when they announced it, but not so much when they actually made it, when they did uh, Girl Meets World, because yeah. I loved Boy Meets World growing up. And I know more recently, uh, Raven has been back with a show. Um, yeah. But I didn't really watch that so Raven either, so the announcement of her coming back didn't bother me too much. But I think if it fits in your wheelhouse, then it's probably good news. But yeah, I mean, yeah, not uh, not for us. It's not for no. uh, our audience. I wouldn't have thought. 
I'd have um, possibly been more excited if they'd announced the return of Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either, is it really? I don't know. They let us swear. <laughs> no. So I suppose we we have to move on then to the the Marvel announcements from Marvel Plus, uh, from Marvel Plus, Disney Plus. Too many pluses on the mind. Uh, first big announcement, I think, was the addition of, of cast of WandaVision, uh, Kat Dennings is returning, which was a bit of a surprise uh, as her character from the Thor movies. Yeah, that surprised me because I didn't understand why. No, I still don't either. No, because she's had no involvement with the Vision or the Scarlet Witch, to my memory. No, no nothing. It really doesn't make sense. Other than unless she has something to do with bringing Vision back. I don't know, but it just seemed a left-field choice yep. to, to bring her in. Um, but I think the big big news was the, the addition of three more TV series uh, from Marvel Studios that will be heading to, to Disney Plus over the next few years. Uh, Miss Marvel, which is a character I don't particularly have a love for. Uh, I found her quite annoying in everything that I've read and and seen in animation and things like that, but we'll see. Culturally, that's quite important because she's the first Muslim superhero. Yeah. This this yeah. version of Miss Marvel, because Carol Danvers, who obviously became Captain Marvel, has also been Miss Marvel at one point. So, yeah. Um, but in this version, she'll be the the newest Miss Marvel in the comics. And the likelihood is she will be a mutant. Well, yeah, they can now do that. Yeah. Yeah, because in the comics and the animation, she's actually inhuman. Right. Um, but I don't think they're going to touch them again. No. I, I think that is done. So I would imagine it will be retconned and she will be a mutant. Um, so that should be interesting. Uh, no dates on any of these yet. Um, obviously, we've got we've got dates for a few of the others now. But we also have Moon Knight, which is a little bit more adult, which was a little bit surprising. They'd been taught that it was going to end up on Hulu, but um, they've gone with Disney Plus for this. Yep. So should be should be interesting and the one that i'm really looking forward to is she hulk uh, it's a character that i've really enjoyed reading in the comics um has a link to the original avengers obviously with with bruce banner um and yeah just really intrigued as to what they do with it because it could be something completely different to what we've seen from marvel before well i mean hulky mcbill yeah angry female lawyer i mean the possibilities are, are endless of what it, it should be called, but it's not. Um, was there mention of these being animated or live action? Because I didn't... These are live action. They are? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I suppose because there was the no casting, they used the comic images, so... Yeah. Yeah, yep, they've, all got, they've all got new logos. Um, there was some talk that um, Brie Larson's already signed up to be a Miss Marvel at some point as a as a guest star to link it all up, which would make sense. Um, considering that this Miss Marvel isn't of the same powers as she is, but she does look up to, to Captain Marvel as a as a hero as such. So I would imagine they'll 
they'll touch on that at some point throughout the series. And that that wasn't the, the the big big announcement from this panel. I think we have to to touch on a moment. I know Nick and myself have been waiting for for a while, uh, oh, yeah. and that's the return of of Mr. McGregor. Oh, not not from Peter Rabbit. No. Oh no, I misread that situation. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was talking about? I thought you were talking about my favourite video of all time, which is Jeff Goldblum being interviewed about oh. the recent announcement of Spider-Man leaving. <laughs> oh, do, you know, so do you know what? I've got to that stage where I'm convinced he is putting it on. Oh, no. I mean, he's got to be. I mean, I I want to be Jeff Goldblum. I, when I grew up, that's what I thought I wanted to be uh, Phil Dunphy from Modern Family, but no, no, everyone should aspire to be Jeff Goldblum. Like, he's just fantastic. And I know, I know Mr. D hasn't seen this video, so I, I'll share that later on. But yeah, okay, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I've uh, yeah, I've got a link to it, but I've yeah. watched that. It, it's, it's one minute of pure joy. I watched him yeah. at Glastonbury when he was doing his jazz set. And he spent a good 10 minutes just getting people to cheer from where they... He had, like, a list of places in the country. And we just say, right, give us a cheer if you're from here. That was 10 minutes of the concert. Brilliant. I mean, he just, he just mad as a box of frogs. Love him. Uh, a friend oh, of yes. mine actually went and met him at Glastonbury oh, after his set. Uh, yeah. uh, definitely he, out there. Yeah. And he, he did it because she's a massive Thor fan. Or Loki, to be in fact. Yeah. Um, and she got him to do one of his his poses from the film <laughs> for her picture, <laughs> and it was just brilliant. He's a, I love the fact that he's quite quite happy to to get involved in things like that. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But and, no. And I saw him. I saw him once in LA when he was doing Law and Order. I saw oh. him coming out of coming out of the studio. I didn't realise he was Law and Order. Yeah, he did a year. He did a year. I'm sure it was Law and Order. It was definitely Law and Order or CSI or, or one of them that he was he was headlining for a year. Yeah, um, he, only, he only did it for a year and then he left. I remember he did Glee um, for a little bit. Yeah, but I didn't realise yeah. that. Oh, yeah, no, he was the, he was the main cast member. Wow. For the year. Wow! Wow! Uh, wow! So yeah, and we saw him leaving the studio. But <laughs> just, no, you're just randomly. You're right. That wasn't as much as I loved it to have been. Um, and as I have said to people, if if that Jeff Goldblum show that he's doing was the only thing on Disney Plus and they were charging you like $12 or whatever it is, I'd have, I'd have just paid it just, just for that series. But you're right in that there was a much bigger announcement. I did spoil yeah. the party a little bit and it wasn't... Yeah. Mr. Was it Farmer McGregor? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his character is in. in yeah. That, but... Um, it was the other great McGregor, Ewan. Yeah, yeah. who and I thought that was brilliant when he came out and he, he was like, I just want you to ask me, just ask me whether <laughs> I am coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she did it and he went, yes. <laughs> and he just went, I've waited four years to do this. Four years oh, I've been oh. being asked about this. Well, because I suppose the rumours probably started around about the time that it was revealed that he had done the voice in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Which is the first thing he'd done in to do with Star Wars since 
uh, Revenge of the Sith. He didn't do his voice, yeah. in the, did he? In the in the cartoon? No, no, that was James Arnold Taylor that played him in, yeah. the, in the animated Clone stuff. Wars, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that that was it, and we never thought we'd see him. Obviously, he'd been very. I wouldn't say very vocal, but he made it known at least that um, he didn't have a great time making those films. And obviously he wanted to follow his uncle who'd been in uh, the original Star Wars films. And, you know, it was a childhood dream that had gone sour when it actually made them. Um, But he had talked about the fact that going and seeing what they were doing with, uh, you know, episode seven, that that was a Star Wars he wanted to do and that he yeah. would, you know, like to come back in some capacity. Mm. Yeah. And we talked before that, you know, the, the rumours are really going around, you know, during the making of Solo, that the next lot of uh, films that were going to be done were, was going to be like Boba Fett was going to get a Solo film and Han Solo was going to get a Solo film. And obviously Solo didn't do as well as expected. Um, yeah and kind of put a kibosh on those spin-off films. So I don't think any of us really thought that's how they're going to be able to get him to do something. No. But he he had shown that he was willing to do TV. Well, he he did Fargo. Yeah. Didn't he? Um, So really... He won an Emmy for it. Yeah, he was very good in it. Both both times he was very good in it. because he played twins. Um, but yeah, I just don't think anyone had considered the possibility of them doing it. And we know how much money they're throwing at the Mandalorian. So yep. it should have been pretty obvious, really, that that would be the way to do it. But no one considered it. So no. they um, did they announce any details? You know, we knew with the Mandalorian how many episodes it was going to be. Have they announced anything like that yet with this? No, they announced on stage that everything is written. Um, they will start shooting at the beginning of next year. Um, there were rumours going around that Ewan had actually agreed to direct some of it as well. Uh, that wasn't confirmed, but that would be interesting if he has, which would give him a bit of creative control over what it was as well. Mm. Um but no, no, no details on when exactly. Um, they did confirm after the event that it will be set in the same time period as Solo. Okay. So we know that as well. So that that kind of ties up. Um, so Darth Maul again. Yeah, that's that's the big likelihood that we'll see him face Maul again. Excellent. Which I'm sure a load of people have been waiting for for a long time because there had been rumours that they were going to announce a more series as well at the same time. But I think those rumours had got com- confused and that it was actually they were hearing that he was going to be an Obi Wan rather than his own series, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So and and we know they've they've certainly plugged a lot of effort into into Maul's character over the last few years mm-hmm. with the animated stuff and obviously him being in solo spoiler um blew my mind. A year old. Blew my yeah. mind because i i've not followed the clone wars uh series it is something that i really want to do um and i've not done it because disney life is rubbish it's got them all on there but because it doesn't set things up like you've got with netflix you've got to remember where you are and i just yeah in with it it's too much effort so we'll eventually watch the clone wars but i knew i knew he was in them 
in some capacity, but I didn't, you know, really get why. But to actually see him pop up in the film was, you know, really, really yeah. a shocking moment. So very nice. Yeah. And yeah, he's a spoiler, but the film's been out for almost two years. So get over it. Yeah. Should have watched it by yeah. now. And so the last big Disney Plus announcement from that panel, and again, something me and Nick had been hoping for, was uh, an unscripted Muppet show. (laughs) Now let's hope they can get it right. Uh, I mean, look, look, I'm I'm holding no hope with this at all, (laughs) right? Because Disney just don't seem to know what to do with the Muppets. You know, they, they they hit it once right with the Muppets in 2011 yes. and that film was great. And I don't know anyone that's seen that, that film and didn't like it at least a little bit. Do you know what I mean? But since then they have really struggled to know what to do with the Muppets. The only thing that's kind of, I think come anywhere kind of close has actually been the Muppet babies cartoon, which yeah. I've obviously um, watched with my children. And I, I mean, I, I've not watched, all of them. I've watched some episodes, it feels like a hundred times, but um, I've not watched the whole run of it. But what I have seen has been actually pretty good and they've had a lot of the characters you probably wouldn't have expected to be in Muppet Babies because they weren't the original Muppet Babies, which I think is nice because obviously there's the things there for the adults. Um, So yeah, my expectations for it are low but that doesn't mean to say that I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. On that note about the Muppet Babies, did you did you say that Sweetums is going to be in the new season? I did see that Sweetums was going to be, and he looked adorable. <laughs> yeah. I, I showed my, my wife, and she was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? They, I'm they, just... They've made him, he looks a bit like Cousin It now. A little bit, yeah, I can see that, yeah. I'm just waiting for them to announce Clifford. I might have even yeah. missed that announcement. He might have already been in it for all I know. But yeah, pretty much all the Muppets you care about are in it. Plus that yeah. new one, which they've added in because I don't know. And got rid of Ralph. I've seen Ralph in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not uh, he's not one of the main ones anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I know that they showed a trailer for The Mandalorian, but I have refused to watch it. I did. It doesn't give anything right. away. Okay. Did you see nothing at all? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, they're good, I thought. So it looks like, um, you know, they spent they spent the money on it. it. Looks like the real deal. I mean, I can't. I know we've talked about budget before from it, but is the budget not that much different to what a film would have cost anyway? Probably. Yeah, probably not. I'm sure they. I'm sure they were banding about 100 million or something. Like it was something like 10 million dollars an episode or something. So it kind of makes sense, really, if what you've mm. essentially done is just made instead of making um, a film, you've made 10 parts of a film. Yeah, what they've done. So yeah, I mean, either way, I think the lineup for Disney Plus looks. Very impressive. I will tell you where I've got a bit of a concern, though. My concern is with all the Marvel content. I think they've, there's a lot of Marvel content that's going out on there. 
and we know how popular Marvel stuff is right now. Okay, it's the hottest property in the world. But is there too much new stuff coming out? I think with the fact that they're short, very short seasons with the Marvel stuff, Loki's been confirmed that it is only six episodes long. Um, and they are going to be weekly. They're not going to be all released at once. That was a, another announcement that's come out over the last couple of days. Um, is that it will be like regular TV that you'll get one episode a week. And it's spaced out over what we know at the moment, three years. Mm. And that's just the, the first three, four series. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, um, and everything that had already been announced previously, WandaVision. Wonder, Wonder Vision, um, Wonder Vision, Wonder, Wonder Vision, yeah. Um, I don't think that is huge amounts, especially with the fact that you're losing some of the shows off of regular TV as well. Agency Shield is is done. Um, yeah. I, I think they're that. kind of replacements for that. I get that, but see, the thing is, like, I've not watched any of that stuff. Like, I love the films, but I, I've watched none of the Netflix stuff. I know that wasn't tied into the MCU. Okay, uh, you know, I get that. Um, but I never watched any of that stuff. I dropped out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. during the first season and never picked it back up again. Um, I, 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 my concern is that if all of these things are going to be connected to the MCU films, you've got to keep up to date. And I think that's just a bit more, a bit more pressure. Um, I don't think all of them you're going to need to watch. Like Loki, I don't think you'll need to watch. No, no. You're probably right with that. Um, but it's good. Um, you know, it's, it's good that they're doing it weekly. I think that's quite a nice format that it's still relatively traditional rather than the Netflix dump on a day type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it keeps people watching. Mm. Rather than dumping something all at once, people can subscribe. For a month and then get rid of well, it. Well, can they? Because well, it depends on how you do it. Well, it depends on where you are. Because yeah. all I know is is that they've got all this content launching on the twelfth of November or the twentieth of November, whenever it is, but not for us. No. No. It looks like the UK is going to get it in early twenty twenty, according to Star yeah. Wars Twitter. Yeah because they kind of revealed that's when the Mandalorian would be on in the UK. Um, yeah. But that's going to be three months after America's had the Mandalorian laid in the tramp, which I actually think looks pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. I I watched the trailer for that. It wasn't something that I rushed to watch. It, it took me to Tuesday or Wednesday to actually watch it. Well, it is Wednesday today, so it was Tuesday. I watched that. I didn't. I didn't go out of my way to watch it, and then it just popped up in my YouTube feed, and I thought, right, I'll watch that. And it does. It looks all right. I watched it Saturday morning just because I knew my daughter was, you know, wanting to see it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks reasonable enough. And it, and is is that when Winter Soldier starts as well? And Falcon. Winter Soldier isn't until next year. Right. That's so the Marvel after, stuff is next. Yeah. Christmas. Okay. Yeah. I think it's March, if I remember rightly. But I mean, so Mandalorian is going to be highly anticipated, especially on the run-up to episode nine, which will be in a a bit. Um, So I just feel that they're missing a real trick there by not having it available in the UK for people to watch. Yeah. Unless 
we're going to get an announcement that Sky are going to show it or something. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. Um, certainly, with the the deal that was done earlier earlier in the year with with Fox buying Sky from Disney, I think there might be something that was done there that Disney went. Well, you can have Sky, but you're going to show some of our shows to start with. Yeah, until that deal expires in January. Yeah, um, and then we can get Disney Plus properly. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It all goes to plan. So are we going to move on to the movie panel now? Yeah, I think that was the next one. And and to be fair, I felt this was probably the weakest of all the panels. And in my opinion, kind of the, the Star Wars stuff was the, the biggest thing and the rest was kind of meh. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll go through it. Sticking with, with Marvel, um, the announcement of Black Panther 2, in 2022 we know it was coming it had already been confirmed that they were writing it it wasn't a big shock you still um, Martin reprising his role as Inspector Clouseau <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well we've got one Martin I suppose and then Martin Freeman has confirmed he'll be returning oh excellent I can't wait to hear that shitty accent <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of the a little bit of Marvel news I was also confirming that Kit Harrington will be playing Black Knight in the Eternals. Yeah. Again. Meh. And the crowd is a bit mild. He basically can't stay away from playing the knight. Um so I was kind of like, oh okay, it's better than what I thought was coming and that he was gonna be playing like someone big in the MCU and thank God he wasn't. Yep. Um, so I heard rumours he could have been playing Boom. Well, so. that wouldn't surprise me. That wasn't who I I thought he was going to end up playing, but um, I'm just glad it wasn't any of the the other one that I came up with was Craven. If Spider Man was going to stick around, jeez, uh, I was like, oh, please don't, please don't do that to me. Um, but. Thankfully, he's he's playing a smaller smaller known character, but there there has been talk that he could possibly end up becoming a, a bigger part of the MCU over the over the next few years as that character. But he'll be playing Black Knight, so we shall see. I still don't know what I make of the Eternals. The the cast is fantastic. Um, I don't know much about it. Whether it's going to turn into another Guardians of the Galaxy or whether they disappear like the Inhumans have. See, that's, yeah. that's the, the problem with it, because you're right, the cast for the Inter- Eternals is pretty good, but I just don't know anything about them, and nothing I've seen so far has... I mean, look, we haven't seen a trailer yet, okay, I get that, but no. I mean, you know, based on um, the look of the characters and stuff like that, there's nothing there that's making me go, oh, yes, this is going to be a lot of fun. Like, if yeah. anything, it looks a bit serious. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm not really feeling it. But, you know, we'll see a trailer hopefully towards the end of the year, maybe with Star Wars. So, yeah, we'll see. So the next little bit of news was uh, the addition of Sterling K. Brown and Evan Rachel Wood in Frozen 2. Um, Evan Rachel Wood will be playing the girl's mum, whereas Sterling K. Brown is playing 
a soldier of some type. Um, wasn't much detail into into his character. Obviously, we've seen Evan Rachel Wood's character in the in the previous films, um, but this time playing a, a bigger part by the by the sound of it than she she did in the first. But that was really it from from Frozen Two, other than the fact that they unveiled a new song, which no one can listen to. I um, so yeah, I've, the problem with that announcement of Evan Rachel wouldn't who she's playing is it immediately reminds me of how to train a dragon too yeah and i don't want them to be going to, I, I really like the dragon films i don't need to see that replicated that kind of story arc so i'm hoping she's like a vision or something rather than yeah yeah but we'll see. i think it's just going to be a flashback yeah, a lot of it's going to be based around them. We'll see. I mean, look. I mean, I I I liked Frozen enough when it came out, and you know, my daughter loved Frozen. Um, I can't say that it's one of my favourite Disney films. It, in fact, over as time's gone on, it's kind of got weaker and weaker when I've rewatched it. Whilst I still think Tangled's pretty pretty good, and Moana's really good. I like Princess and the Frog, but Frozen, I think, gets. I don't, maybe it's because I've I've had to sit through it so many times. Probably they're probably jaded. Yeah, so I can't say. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it, you know, but I'm not excited to see it at the same time. Yeah. Don't think with the target graphic. You I'm not forward to see it. What? <laughs> You don't think us middle-aged men on a target audience are frozen too? Oh, that's just... uh, I've got a hunch, right? I could be wrong. <laughs> it's a shot in the dark, but no. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> even even if we have ponytails, it's not the same as having pigtails. This is very true. So the the last major major announcement from the from the panel was the new Pixar film. Soul, mm, um, jazz man. Yeah, that that is basically what it is. Jazz, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. So the um, this slightly abstract concept will be showcased using a character named Joe, who is a music teacher living in New York City, who dreams of playing at the famous jazz club Blue Note. Um, I saw the artwork and I thought it looked like a Pixar short. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Inside Out as well. Yeah, yeah so definitely take my money. Yeah. There goes the so it will, it will star Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey as the two two leads. Yeah, I can give or, give or take Jamie Foxx. When he's good, he's really good. Like I thought he was really good in Baby Driver. Yeah. Or his character was really interesting in Baby Driver. And... There was another film he was in recently that was pretty good. What was it? It was a lot of good Game stuff. Night. It was some comedy. Yeah. Game Night. Yeah. Horrible. Got right back to Collateral. That was a good film. I, actually, Collateral is a very good film. I haven't watched that in a while, but yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he can he can be really good or or not so good. Um, yeah. So Tina Fey is normally quite good value. So let's see what they do. Yeah. yeah. I just got yeah, so much confidence in Pixar. Um, yeah. I'm glad to hear you, Mr. D. And I mean, the thing yeah. is as well, the, the one positive from this 
is that even if it sounds a little bit in a way similar to something they've done before, mm-hmm. it's an original property. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to start making those original films again after the sequels that we've had of recent times, so it does sound yeah. like they're very much going back to yeah. the original structure. So that's only a positive. And I think that's what you're going to get with Pete Doctor, to be honest. He's, he's very much of that original idea. Um, I was reading, in fact, my wife has got the, the art of op, and I was reading about how he came up with the stories for that, and there was things that he'd, he'd thought about years before. So he's just, he's just plowing old ideas, which is great. I think that's a great idea to go back to something you've, you've come up with before but never actually executed now, now that you can. So... Yeah. Fingers crossed it, it turns out okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose the, the last thing was the, the new Star Wars trailer. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Kept away from it. Same, same thinking as Nick, not watching The Mandalorian. Now, the funny thing is, I am a sucker for a Star Wars trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, a, for a film. Um, mm-hmm. And just the other day, so coming up shortly, is uh, an episode that I recorded with um, my friend Colin. Patrons have already heard it. I've released it as a, as a preview episode. But um, it's us talking about Star Wars. And w- we talk about episode nine towards the end because we've both got different views on it. And, um, yeah, seeing that... I, I like the first trailer for, for episode nine. thought it was good. They did a good job of showing you enough without showing you anything, really. This one was an absolute mind F. Um, I didn't know what the hell I was seeing and I was excited. Some of the visuals in it are absolutely stunning. Um, I just feel I'm going to be so disappointed come December. Because <laughs> there's no way, there is no way that they can, that, that film can live up to the quality of the trailer. It's just, it's just impossible. There is, there is no way it can. It can't happen. Yeah, that's what. That's why I don't want to. That's why I don't want to watch the trailers. No. I love watching the trailers. But I'm, I'm the same. I got, I say, got disappointed. But you're right. You've summed it up perfectly. You can't live up to the hype. Some of us trailers can't. Do it. So I watch the trailers. Go see the film, and hopefully be pleasantly surprised. The trailer for this, for me at least was almost um, episode one levels. I mean, that trailer for episode one was, was like, fantastic. And the film was nowhere near as good as that trailer was. But J.G. Abrams is back, Lisa. so... <laughs> yeah, so you weren't in the trailer much, was he? Lisa, um, but, um, yeah, so so I'm I am looking forward to episode nine a lot, and I think that trailer did a very good job of, I, I think anyway, of changing some people's opinion of it. Um, I, this December now cannot come soon enough for me. Yep, bring it on. Yeah, looking forward to it. You have to. It's a Star Wars film. Yeah, it's the last of the Skywalker saga. So, yeah. All downhill from here. It's all going to be on Disney Plus. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Won't see it anywhere else. That's it. Yeah. 
you'll see on the BBC in about four years' time. Um, you didn't mention, and I know it was part of the panel, but well, you, you, you actually did mention a little bit earlier, Jungle Cruise. Yeah. So what's the release date for that now? Because it was supposed to be this year originally, but they bumped it. Yeah, they, they? yeah I think they pushed it a whole year. Um, I'm not sure. It might be going in that slot where Star Wars has been. Christmas number. Yeah, I think so. Because they haven't got anything next year. Is Avatar for two not ready? Don't think so. No, it's next July. Next July. Sorry. Yeah, because yeah. originally it was it was going to be October, wasn't it? Yeah. Around Maleficent time. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I like The Rock. I like Emily Blunt. Jack Whitehall. Um, it's Jack Whitehall. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Yeah, Jumanji and Boats. Exactly. Sounds amazing. Look, at, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring in from the from the attraction. I'm really intrigued as to what they're going to use. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've already mentioned well, one of the things, but I think we'll just see the the animals that we see on that. Yeah. Whether we meet Trader Sam I think along the way. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be some nice Easter eggs in it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that one as well. Right. So is that everything on Saturday? Yep, that was it from the from the movie uh, movie panel. The final day was was the big panel, the one we were all all looking forward to, that we were expecting a lot from. Um, we kind of got a lot, while also not getting a lot. Um, it was a, a bit of a strange panel. There seemed to be a lot announced, but without any meat on the bones yet. Um, so let's talk about the two that were kind of spread across the whole weekend. So the first one was... Yeah the full announcement of the Star Wars Hotel or cruise as they're they're calling it. Um, So it will actually be named the Galactic Star Cruiser um, or the Halcyon as as the Star Cruiser's full name. Um, Again, we got some some artwork, um, not a lot of detail as to what it entails. We've still not not had any prices and I know we discussed it between us the other day that we'd had between two to three thousand dollars for two nights yeah um still not being confirmed but now what's interesting with that is I've seen a lot more tools of three thousand three thousand three hundred is the figure I've heard banded about a few places but there seems to be some confusion on if that's per person or if that's per room yeah so the way the, they've been talking is that it's meant to be like a cruise. So I'm assuming that is yeah. per room. Yeah. That kind yeah. of tallies up to the cruise prices that we see for a for a cabin on a cruise. Now, the other thing as well is they were talking about two days or two nights. Yeah. So is this supposed to be a like either a an experience that you do all in one day, or is it supposed to be you go in one morning, you go out one evening, you go back the next morning, you come out that evening? I believe you will check in on the first night, 
and do some of the experience then. You will then have a day on Bateau the following day as part of your experience and then head back that evening and coming into land on the third day, technically come into land. Mm. But yeah. other than that, they've not really given us any details as to what the experience will entail. Well, I mean, they showed a few things, didn't they? I mean, we saw some yeah. concepts, what artwork to get an idea of what it might be like being on there. Um, they also said that you, it'll be the first time that you can do proper Jedi training in the same yeah. that Luke Skywalker did in uh, yeah. episode four. So we saw bits and pieces like that. And also you saw you kind of drive up to it, as you as you said, B-dubs, like as if you was getting onto a cruise ship and you get... Yeah. Uh, you go into a launch pad, a launch pod, and you, you know, take a trip to the the space station. I tell you what, though, I take the money factor out. I don't think it's that appealing for me. I don't. I, I'm not feeling it. I know what you mean. I I feel like once we know a little bit about. The experience, how it's going to change your day in Galaxy's Edge. I think we might feel differently about it. Mm. But mm. not knowing enough at the moment to what you're actually going to get for your, for your money, I think yeah. it's kind of off-putting. Well, the other thing is, I think, you know, because it's so immersive, so that's the good thing, it's immersive, you, you're going to have to be hardcore or fairly hardcore Star Wars fans to want to pay that sort of money and be completely immersed in Star Wars for two days. Yeah. So what's the chance that Marpo and the two kids are all going to be diehard Star Wars fans that are willing yeah. to spend that sort of uh, those sort of imperial credits for uh, for a couple of days. So I, I think it could be quite niche, I think. I think it's quite risky because they've got a, they've also got to lay on enough activities for two days. That's quite a lot. I mean, that's quite a lot of activities to take up to four days and get people walking off and going, "Wow, that was fantastic!" And that's what they need. They need I think they need the wow factor. So I'm intrigued by this. I mean, obviously, as a Star Wars fan, I'm, I'm I'm really buzzed up about it. I probably struggle with the price tag, but um, I hope I hope it's hope it's great, hope it's good, but I think it's risky. Well, I, I could never do it as a family, um, no. you know, because of my son and also because my wife and daughter, neither of them really like Star Wars. And so, I mean, we're going to go back and watch the films all together to try and uh, change that. But they're never going to be into Star Wars in the same way that I am. And but take them out of it. If I was doing this just by myself and take the cost out of it, I don't think I would want to do it. You're, you're talking about a cruise cost. Mm -hmm. That's what it would actually, you know, that's the kind of prices you're talking about for you to pretty much go on a, on a Disney cruise. One of those yeah. short ones, but you're then on a ship that's moving. Yes. This is all pretend. 
Yeah, but that's the thing. I think it it depends what the experiences are. If if they aren't, you know, if if they don't have the wow factor, word's going to get pretty quick that hey, you know, this is pretty average for the money. Mm. And, and given that it's so niche in terms of you have to have that amount of money that you're willing to blow on it, as a group you have to be willing to spend two days kind of walked up in this, you know, fake cruise ship. Um, so it's quite it's quite niche and it's got to be really good. So um, yeah, it's really interesting. Really, uh, it's either going to be a raving success, in which case you're going to keep you know, going to, have to wait two years to get a reservation or it's not mm. in which I suppose case it's the fairly, is probably going to tumble yeah I suppose it's fairly easy for them to revert it back to a regular hotel yeah. just by taking out the experiences the the all you can eat mm-hmm. side of it the entertainment in the hotel it's easy to strip it back yeah um, I know it's only small but I suppose yeah. they've taken these risks before with, with the cruise line with DVC yeah, and um, let's face that. I mean, a lot of people, me included, would pay a premium to be in a hotel, small hotel in particular, that's in a theme park. Yeah. yeah. So that that in itself is a novelty. So you're, yeah. you're right. I mean, they can they can strip it by, but as a reputation, you know, as a reputation for innovative entertainment would be a bit of a poke in the eye for them if it did fail when they had to strip it back. So I hope they're successful. It sounds, really sounds bold i think it's it's unique no one's attempted anything like this before and you know possibly would never try and attempt something like this themselves um obviously depending on interesting because yeah but it's kind of interesting because disney were the first on the on the cruise ships to put the virtual portholes on the inside cabins and they're, they're kind of reusing this technology here but it's all going to be, I guess, virtual portals. Maybe unless you look directly on the Batu, then it may be the real, the real view. I don't know, but it sounds like uh, most of them are going to be virtual portholes. Funky. Yeah. But there was a lot of other announcements that, well. There were a lot of other announcements, but I suppose just because we, we've just talked about that, I think we should talk about finally seeing some footage from Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, and that's come out in the last couple of days. Mm. Um, since the media previews, as we were, we were talking about earlier, um, all the media were taken inside Rise of the Resistance. Um, to have a look around, they released a, an official photo today of one of the main hangar bays with about a hundred stormtroopers looking at you, which was just freaky because it looks like it's a painting. Um, but no, they're they're all real. It <laughs> the, the footage... a little bit of that um, Battlestar Galactica thing they used to have at Universal Studios in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like multiple versions of the Terminators that used to pop up around you. Yeah, it's got I got a feeling of of that, but the I also saw some unofficial footage from inside the ride the other day, um, and all the stormtroopers were covered in plastic bags, which was even freakier. Yeah, I saw that as well. Um, I did see that, but the actual 
the the little bit. I think it was probably about twenty seconds worth of footage um, in the hype video for Galaxy's Edge. So we saw the ride vehicles. We've seen the ride vehicles already, but uh, this was the the official ride vehicles with people on them. Um, we saw these massive attacks which we kind of knew were going to be in there as well. But when you actually see them to scour and everything, you know, they are, they are proper size. They are huge, very intimidating. And then the, the bit that blew me away was the lightsaber. Did you see the lightsaber? I haven't. I actually haven't seen this footage. So. No. Oh my god! They've released it publicly now because I saw this during the live stream of the panel. But there is a sequence where uh, Kylo Ren, uh, his lightsaber comes through the ceiling and starts cutting away. At ah, it. yes, I did see that. And it looks like that's exactly what's happening. Like it really, really impressed me. So, I, you know, I, I think this is, you know, a lot of people have said that they were a bit disappointed with Smuggler's Run. Um, I think this attraction is not going to let people down. It sounds really, really good. Looks really, really yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad they've taken their time to get it right as well. Oh, absolutely. I'd, I'd much rather it be delayed. I mean, look, we're going to go and see it ourselves in a few weeks and it'd be lovely to have experienced the whole thing. But, if it's because they need to make sure it's right, that's more important than yeah. opening up and having to close it again straight away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the the next bit of news that, that kind of leaked across the whole weekend was all the confirmation on, on the Marvel stuff that's going in both California Adventure and Disneyland Paris. Uh, we finally got a name. It's going to be the Avengers Campus, which is neither here nor there. <laughs> they could have just they could have just called it the Avengers, and it would have been fine. Um, I gotta say, on this whole D twenty three, there are some really crappy names. Right, there we'll, is come, a, we'll, come, we'll come back to some of the other ones later on, but there are some really not, duff names. Yeah, they've not really put much effort into it, have they? Uh, no. Um, so we got the confirmation of the Spider-Man ride, which we've all talked about previously. It's exactly what we expected. Um, as Nick alluded to, it is based on the Ninjago ride at Legoland. Well, you say that, but in in the photos, what you could see was that people had, because they kept saying the fact that you get to shoot webs, and yeah. the people in that picture had bands on. Right. Now, if they're doing it properly, so you actually have a web shooter, you actually pretend to to fire, like you've got to press back on it, then I'm more optimistic about it. Because the thing is, the actual the actual ride and the concept, if it's like Ninjago, isn't awful. No. Um, I mean, it's you know, obviously Ninjago is not a franchise I care about, so I don't think it was great, but. Um, for me, it was the fact that the, just the technology itself didn't work. It was just awful. And you've done it as yeah. well, haven't you? You've done it yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, the technology just doesn't work. It's a clever idea 
that just flops. I had yeah. more fun and more, it was more realistic um, when I had that technology on my PlayStation 2 cleaning windows. Yeah. That was a game. Um, and that worked. Like that Ninjago thing was just a joke. So I, I do hope that if they're going to use that kind of tech, that it's going to be an upgraded system that actually works. And if they are giving you, and I mean, the thing is, it, you know, it might have been magic bands. I don't yeah. know. But as long as they're not using this kind of wave your hand over a sensor nonsense that they've been putting in Legoland, then I think it'll be all right. Yeah. So you don't think it's going to be Kansas Silly String then? Well, I mean, if if there's a problem with the ride, that might be like the emergency. Yeah. 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 Just squirt the, the screens with uh, Silly String. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? I like your way of thinking, Mister Day. You, your waste is not being an Imagineer, if you ask me. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling Disney that for years. <laughs> so the the second thing that we already know about the Avengers Campus was the the Ant Man restaurant slash bar bistro type place. Well, they actually looks quite point, a microbrewery. Yeah, and now it's not. It's it's being named as a as a restaurant. Right. Um, so they did have actually have some of the props from from the restaurant. They had a giant can of Coke and a giant pretzel on display. Um, it looks intriguing. I'm I'm interested in it more in the California version than I am the Paris version, mainly due to the fact that Paris has already got something very similar that both Nick and I have talked about before. Yeah. Um, it, it works better in, in California than it does in Paris, and it's a shame because I like that restaurant. It's replacing um, what well, restaurant, restaurant quick service. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not. It's going in Blockbuster Cafe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. If you look at the uh, the the concept art, yeah, you're right. You can actually see it from from in front yeah. of what is currently Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, with that new flower bed. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the only thing I didn't like about it when they were talking about it was they were saying that, you know, they can make food really big or really small. And I thought, yeah. are we going to get charged Disney prices for like a really tiny burger that like fits in the palm of your hand? Possibly. So, you know, there is that negative, you know, vibe I'm getting from it as well. But yeah, like you said, the concept itself sounds quite good. If Paris didn't already have literally... Uh, you know, feet away, a restaurant that was a similar thing already, I think it'd be better. Yeah. And, and it's obviously not going to change because that is its own little section of the park itself. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what happens when it opens. Yeah. And that, the plus point on that, we are getting character meets with Ant-Man and the Wasp as part of it. Um, where they're going to go, whether they're going to be in the restaurant, whether it's going to be a, a character meal, I don't know. Well, they, they um, mentioned this a few times. They mentioned the amount of characters you'll get to meet around there. Yeah. And I'm not um, sure if that was par- you know, if that was both parts or just California, because a lot of the I, ones in California were ones that they've got or they've had already. Yeah, uh, I think it was both from from the sound of it. From other people I've spoken to, they seem to, to think it's, it's going to be both parks that are going to get all these characters. So I know they mentioned Black Panther will be 
available for meeting groups. Um, and we'll go on to actually something that Nick and I have discussed before that what we thought was possibly going to be a third little section of, of Paris's park, and it seems like California are getting it as well, is a, an interactive meet and greet with Doctor Strange. Yes. Which looks really intriguing because it's, it's said it's a sanctum, but it's not the one that we know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of the ones that we see in the first film in the yeah. th- through the doors um that will be interactive and you'll walk through it and and you'll meet doctor strange at the end which is very similar to the one that they had in hong kong just a, a more permanent version by the sound of it okay cool i like doctor strange uh, so i'm i'm all up for that and uh we know in paris it's a place in disney junior live so that's not missed yeah. um yeah. not because i'm an adult but because it was hilariously outdated and the yeah. kids did not know what the hell was going on. So that's that's good. And then yeah. they, they did announce a new attraction for California, but they, it didn't sound like Paris is getting it. No. Well, this is... We know that Paris is getting an additional attraction anyway in the, the re-theming of Rock and Roller Coaster into the, the Iron Man Coaster. For California, they're getting a second phase already. That's already been approved. Um, and they'll be getting an Avengers attraction. Um, not much is known. They showed some concept art that looked like you bought a Quinjet. Oh, no, you do. They did say you, you bought a Quinjet. Yeah. Um, and we'll take you to Wakanda at some point yeah. um, to battle a villain that they refuse to name. Um, just a... Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be someone shitty. <laughs> one that we've already seen. Um, Killmonger, probably. Um, I was thinking Thanos, to be honest. It might be. Uh, I do wonder. Uh, and of course, Paris do have their season where they have their, their show. So they've got they've got extra things already. So California is getting a second phase at some point. Um, which will still leave them... Permanent, to be honest. Yeah, I, I was actually sitting there the other day and I said, do you know what, if they don't make something permanent there, I would take that theatre out. Because yeah. it's taking up too much room if they aren't going to use it permanently. Yeah. Um, and I know they've spent a lot of money on on these upgrades to, to be able to put this show in there. But if you're not going to play it for more than three months of the year, it's just not worth having that building there. And you could build something else on that that site that will take up more people. In, the 12, months, in 12 months, they use it for five months. Because yeah. they also put Mickey's Big Band in there now. Yeah. Christmas. Um and that's it. So yeah. not even half the year it's used. It, it just seems like such a waste of time. So. Yeah, really does. And, and I completely agree. Um, we got a new daytime parade at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's not massively exciting for most people called Magic Happens. Um, yeah, this is, looks this like is crappy mix- name number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just tick him off as they, as they come up, Paul. Have you got a bingo card? Yeah, this is. Uh, I'll show house when we get to the last one. <laughs> For everyone, Paul has to take a shot at in Universal. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I so think they go. They four shots. Yeah, I I think they they write the songs first. And then they take the title from the songs. 
Yeah. And that's what, what mean, I'm sure they've done with this. Magic, magic happens. I mean, yeah. No. What do you think um, of when you say magic happens? I mean, it's, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Walt's so, frozen head is spinning yeah. this cool bag right now. So this is gonna it's gonna mix up um some classic Disney characters as you'd expect, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, um, alongside some of the newer ones, Moana, Coco, um, some of the popular ones that have come along in, in recent years. Um and this is gonna be starting the new character, Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Patrick Stewart in the emoji movie. <laughs> Um, so this, will, this will be coming in in the spring of 2020 um, so for anybody <laughs> that's wait. heading to Disneyland next year <laughs> enjoy enjoy Paul's favourite parade <laughs> yeah. and on the same on the same kind of wavelength we did also get the uh, the announcement of the new Epcot show uh, yeah here you go number three <laughs> go for it <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. That's how memorable. Harmony, Harmony, Harmony us. us. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Capital US on the end. Based on the uh the recent Universal film, soon to be at Halloween Horror Nights. Uh yeah, I mean I mean look, the concept art for it looks fine. Oh yeah. Uh the sure musical number. I think I think quite often when you hear a piece of music for a parade or a show. The first time you hear it, it doesn't really leave much of an impact. No. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it, but at the same time, I didn't. it wasn't an earworm. No, it didn't keep my attention when they were performing it live. Yeah. I've got to be honest, it didn't seem, certainly from the concert, it didn't seem hugely different to Illuminations. No. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much... It uses fireworks versus other visual effects. I'll bet you there's a lot less fireworks. Possibly. That's the way they're going. I mean, from a cost and environmental point of view, it's got to be... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that, personally, because, like you say, you know, it is very costly. It's not particularly good for the environment. And, you know, you get to do, you know, all these new technologies like, like drones and, and lasers that you can do stuff with. But... um yeah, it just, I don't know. It's got, again, it's another thing that's got big boots to fill. So I didn't hate it, but I'm certainly a little interested in, in what might be happening with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the, the show will be good. Um, you know, everything they've done in that sort of ilk, pretty much, apart from maybe Rivers of Light, but Rivers of Light isn't a bad show, just isn't anywhere near as good as Magic Kingdom or. Epcot shows are even Star Wars, Fireworks. Yeah. At the studios. But um, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be good. Just change the name. Uh, and speaking of shows as well, just interrupting P dubs now, they finally announced a replacement for um the Soleil show at Disney Springs. Yeah. Uh, again, Nothing Still not much it. detail. <laughs> no, just that it's a collaboration between Walt Disney Imagineering, Walt Disney Animation, and so to slide, that was literally all we got. And to be honest, when they first announced that this was closed and we talked about it, I said they should do a Cirque show that's based around Disney. Yeah. Because it seems, it seems silly for them not to, you know, actually do something with where they're based. So 
we've not seen anything for it, but I think that's a positive move. Yeah, it's going to be called Sock Happens. <laughs> I'm sure. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, stepping back to, to Disneyland, obviously we've talked about the Runaway Railroad or Railway. Um, Disneyland officially confirmed all theirs. We saw some concept art. Uh, a new theatre is being built specifically for this ride as it is an expansion pad. Um, the El Capitoon yeah. Theatre will be the be the home of of the new ride over at Disneyland. Yeah. I quite like that because I visited the, the real El Capitan. So it was oh, kind of I love a pun. Didn't, didn't you go and see a movie there? Yeah, I went and saw a couple. Some, I've been, yeah. been a couple of times. I saw saw the first Alice in Wonderland and I saw Nightmare Before Christmas there. Good choices. Um, Good man. So so yeah. So I quite like that and I I've actually seen some of it back today. I, I watched uh, Tim Tracker's video from his his last day at D23, and the reaction I I, I like that it got a, a reaction from the, the Californian locals um, yeah. when they when they realised that's what it was it was named after. So yeah, that was that was basically it for Disneyland. There wasn't a lot else came out from Disneyland, and honestly, there was nothing else from the international parks. That was that was it. Just was the, the Paris bit. They showed a little bit of Frozen in Hong Kong. Yeah, and a little bit of the castle. Yeah, and they talked a little bit about the expansion in Paris, but it was very short and sweet. Yeah. Really. A, uh, a little bit less than what we were expecting, I think. And everything, all eyes were kind of focused on Epcot after that, really. Yeah, Epcot, and, and we'll, we'll step onto the, the cruise line as well. Um, should yeah. we get the cruise line bit out of the way first? So, yeah. Um, cruise line, they finally confirmed that they have bought a new island. Um, Lighthouse Point will now be used as as part of the cruise line um, alongside Castaway Key. Not much details again. I know we'd heard rumours that there was there was other things going on the island. It wasn't just going to be a, a port for the cruise line. There was possibly a hotel going to go on there um, as a way of placating the the locals. They wanted something that they could use as well. Um, so there are rumours that there could be more to it than just a a docking port. Um, we shall see further down the line, but it's got Joe Rody in, in charge of it, um, which is is never a bad thing um, when you look at what he's done with Animal Kingdom and and the likes and some of the, the hotels like Alani and Animal Kingdom Lodge and, and the like. Hopefully we shall see something very good out there. Um, something a bit more than Castaway Key is currently. Um, and and to top that off, they also announced the name of the, the new ship, which will be launching in two years. Are we all going to sing it in harmony? Yep. Wish. Ready? Wish. Wish. Wishes. Wishes. That was the worst harmony ever. So, yep, they finally confirmed the, the name of the first new ship that's going to be going online in in two years, uh, Disney Wish, which will be themed towards Rapunzel. She will be on the head of the ship. Um, so that'll be interesting. Again, they didn't show a lot of, of the boat. They showed the atrium. Other than that, there was no details on what's going in it. Um, but we'll find out more 
as it as it comes along. I know it's meant to be delivered to them next year. So hopefully we should see some more of it once it's actually been delivered to Disney. Uh, the the last one's going to be called, don't you? There's one more to be named. You know what that's going to be called, don't you? Illumination. You ready? No. Ship happens. <laughs> you heard it here first. Should have, should have spotted it a mile away. <laughs> I, will, I will say I thought the... It's obvious. The figurehead for Wishes, the boat, I thought was was particularly good. Yeah. With Rapunzel. But yeah. 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 So just the last couple of bits before we, we head to Epcot. Um Disney introduced a new trip planning app. Um I'm not convinced we need yeah. another one. Touring plans cried into their cornflakes. Yeah. Sorry, lad. Yeah. But I, I think you've been nobbled there. Uh, everybody's going to go on to using Disney's, yeah. I'm sure. Well, um, listen, I mean, if it's as good as if it's as good as my Disney experience, Len's got nothing to worry about. Well, I mean, that's the thing, surely, because although I joked about you know Len crying into his, his cornflakes or the team there, you know, could it be that if you can't beat them, join them? Could it be that Disney buy it out? Yeah, the algorithm. Possibility, maybe. You know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but I think they should be fixing what they've got before they introduce something new. Yeah, yeah, just saying. Yeah. So the last bit of news outside of of Epcot was um, some more details on reflections. Um, the main news coming out of that is we're going to get a Princess and the Frog themed restaurant. Um, Which I mean, people have said about for a long time should have been a a, a done deal. Yeah. Because, you know, you, but, you can't get more themed of a restaurant than a, a restaurant that's actually the focal point of a film. Yeah. And they've still missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I, had, I was watching a, a blog this morning, actually, and they were pointing out the fact that it is a New Orleans-themed restaurant and they've got a New Orleans-themed resort that doesn't have a, a sit-down restaurant in it. So it's kind of kind of odd, but yeah, that's what they decided. But I'm sure it'll and be also, good. And also, as well, like I said, like the restaurant doesn't look like the restaurant in the film at all. No. So mm. this should have been a slam dunk. You know, I'm I'm glad they're doing it, but as you say, yeah, they've got a place it could go in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's right across the street, right? Hmm. Very odd. Yeah. Strange, but true. So, yep, on to, to Epcot. Lots and lots of changes. This this may take a while. Um, we're not going to lie about that. So, if you want a break, take it now. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about... First of all, let's talk about World Showcase because there's kind of only minimal changes. Some that we already know. Um, regarding World Showcase and some that we didn't. So we have confirmation on three new shows across World Showcase. Um, we've got a replacement for the China Pavilion. Um, Wondrous China will be the new 360 video over in China. Again, Seamless. As I said, Seamless yeah. 360. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, same. I can't say China, unfortunately, without going China, just like <laughs> um, Russell Crowe does in that fantastic episode of South Park. Uh, same with Canada, their new show, uh, Canada Far and Wide. Uh, again, it's 360. Um, both of those will debut in January next year. Um, and this the still Pavilion. got Martin. Uh, yeah, apparently he came back to do a new one. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's uh, so France are getting two new things on top of uh, the Ratatouille ride. Uh, they are getting the Beauty and the Beast sing along that we, we heard about earlier in the year. That was That was confirmed again. Starting in January. And yeah, it's the and animated version, not the live yeah. action. Which surely means the one in Hollywood Studios has got to go. The, yeah. the stage show. They can't keep both of them. Real estate. Prime real estate. Yep. Um, and also they're getting a new restaurant, La Creperie, or Creperie, as we've already named it in this house. Or um, you would call it Crep Happens. <laughs> Oh dear. So that's going to be a table service and counter service options from there, which is something a bit bit newer. Um, we don't see that very often. Um, and then the, the big news for World Showcase was the addition of a Mary Poppins attraction in the UK pavilion. Um, it's been rumoured for years and years, all the way back since opening. Um, Tony Baxter created a version of it. Um, well, we had Jim Hill on, I don't know, I can't remember what, what time it, it was that he was on. I want to say it was quite early um, when he was on, because he'd been on a fair few times. But he was talking to us about that attraction and about him, him seeing the, the artwork for it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the reason we didn't get a Mary Poppins attraction until now was because of Judy Andrews' likeness. The likelihood is behind that that yes, Julie Andrews had the rights to her appearance as the character. Um, so that's why you find very few memorabilia regarding it, unless it was from the actual time of the film when it was produced. Um, you won't find many things like I've got a piece of artwork. Um, I've got a couple of pieces of artwork straight from the from the Disney gallery and, and the likes um, that don't feature her likeness. They only kind of allude to the fact that it's Mary Poppins. Um, and now obviously with the, the change with Emily Blunt taking on the character, there's wiggle room now that they can use her likeness. And I think that's the, the, what we're going to get in this new attraction will be, be her, her and then Manuel Miranda are used in the, the concept art. Um, so I think that's where we're going. Um, oh, again, not, not much detail other than the fact that we are going to get Cherry Tree Lane. Um, the attraction is within the household of the banks. We don't know what that attraction is, whether it's a ride or whether it's a meet and greet or, or what it is at the moment. They, they even alluded to the fact that we will find out more as it, as it progresses. Um, what I think... I like the most about the Cherry Tree Lane edition is the fact that now there's going to be a bit of the English pavilion that actually looks like England. Yeah, exactly. It's about time. And that expansion pad has been there for years. Um, 
so it's not taking anything out. It is it is adding to the park, um, which is great. And and for me, obviously, I'm a massive Mary Poppins fan, so to be able to walk down Cherry Tree Lane is going to be a treat for me. I my prediction is it's going to be a dark ride that's similar to Cat in the Hat, which I wouldn't mind. Mm. I Taking cues gonna... from maybe the great great movie ride, we've already seen a scene from the original yeah. Mary Poppins in that, so it, it would be I would be fine with that. I just think a dark ride with a bit of a twist would be sufficient. I mean, yeah. look, World Showcase isn't known for having world class rides. Let's not kid ourselves. No. Um, did you notice actually when they were talking about Ratatouille? Just going back to, to that for a second. Did you notice in the concept art if they were wearing glasses? The concept art they used was the original Disneyland Paris art. Right, so they would have been wearing glasses then because it looked it yeah. looked the same. But I didn't i I didn't look at that detail at the time and then kick myself yeah. afterwards. So okay. yeah, no, it's exactly the same artwork that they released for for us. Yeah. So. So moving away from World Showcase, we're now moving into, as Paul said earlier, new areas. Um, we've got three new neighbourhoods as part of this. Um, as Paul talked about earlier, we've got uh, World Discovery, World Celebration and World Nature. Um, we talked a little bit about what's going in World Nature. Um, I don't, I don't hate also, those names, by the way. I, I've, I've actually got no problem with those because it ties into World Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're going to get a little change to Spaceship Earth. Um, they're, they're focusing more on the human experience than they are invention anymore. I like the fact that everybody, to start with, ignored the fact that they were using imagery for Moana. I didn't. <laughs> no, I think there was a few of us that that noticed it and started bringing it up a bit later. But to start with, everybody was dead quiet on it. Like, oh, we're just ignoring the fact that Bob Chapek is putting in an IP into Space Repair. Um, but yeah, that's going to get its refurb, um, which I think we've all been talking about for a while, that it, it needed it in the same way that the Carousel of Progress does. Um, so that's the, the big change there. We're getting... Um, Another area in it um, called Dreamers Point, which will feature a new statue of Walt Disney, um, which I think is right. I think every park should have one. It, like, is it a statue, though, if they're sitting down? I suppose it is, because it's not it's still made the same. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. it's still made the same way. So, yeah, I, I think so. I'll be honest, um, I actually, I mean, I, I did I did just joke, but I actually think, again, we only saw concept art of it, but I actually thought it looked really, really nice. So yeah, I can't does. wait for it to be uh, installed yeah. in the park. Yeah. So as part of World Discovery, we're also going to see the upgrade to the pavilion with uh, the play pavilion being added. Um, we know a little bit about that. We knew it was going to have a Wreck-It Ralph theme for some of it. And we've got a couple of extra bits now that we know about. There's going to be some activities featuring Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a epic water balloon fight with Huey, Dewey, Louie and Webby from DuckTales. Mm-hmm. 
which I kind of look forward to. I'm quite excited by that. The fact that they're introducing some of those characters into the park now. I'm I'm glad they're introducing them into the park. I'm still not really sure what this is supposed to be. But no. the act but but I agree that I'm glad that those characters are being used. At the end of the day, DuckTales has has now kind of cross generations. You know, we yeah. saw him yesterday, but me and P dubs grew up watching DuckTales and now our kids have got their own DuckTales. And actually one thing which we didn't mention it the other weeks, we didn't talk about um what they announced at Comic Con and stuff. But they released a, a poster for the new season of DuckTales. With literally everybody from Tailspin Afternoons. <laughs> yeah, Tailspin's Tailspin's being added to it. Um uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, they're all being added to it. I was like Goose Troop. Goose Troop in the blimey. Yeah. Duck, duck's already already there, but yeah. I was like, this is great. Yeah. So, so I think they're they're looking for spin-offs, aren't they now? So I think they're just gonna chuck everything and see which ones stick, which ones people like. Yeah. Now. Um so next bit is a little bit of an update on the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. Um we've got a name, Cosmic Rewind. Um and the reason for the, the rewind bit is they confirmed that the launch will be backwards on on this coaster. So Disney's first backward launching coaster. Yep. Um, which I'm really That's excited cool. about. I I love a, a good backwards coaster. Um, the likes of the Mummy. Um, Crush. Everest. Depending yeah. Everest. Yeah. So really, really looking forward to that now. I'm, I'm glad we've got a bit more detail on on that. Um, sticking with that area, we've also got a name for the new space-themed restaurant, Space 220, um, which coincides with how far from Earth you will be while you're on this restaurant. You will be 220 miles away um, into the sky above Earth. I'm sorry, Mr. Day, that name sucks. Um, yeah, it was it was probably one of my least offensive, but yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, it's it's, it's it doesn't do right. much. You're right, yeah. and it's not offensive, but I just don't don't rate it. I will say though, mm. I did think the concept of it looked really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this one definitely. I mean, you shot it up to two twenty. Oh, we're coming for you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but I always do. Crazy <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you could. Yeah, you know, I've just been to two twenty. You know? So it's also like code thirty three, but <laughs> but bigger. It's code thirty. It's uh, club thirty three for poor people. Yeah, yeah, for us. Basically. <laughs> yeah, for for us normal people. But we're gonna rework the hydrolators for this for this attraction for this restaurant. Probably. I think so. You can have a hydrolator to. To get up there, well, it's probably just called the space elevator or something. But yeah, so I think that more or less covers everything. Um, we're going to get a new a new festival building, which will be part of this as well. Um, that looks as the, that looks awesome. Yeah, it really does. It, it really seems to to fit in with the theme as well. 
Um, yeah. As they are moving away from the Odyssey, the Odyssey is being turned into a blue sky cellar. Um, mm. So you can go and see what's happening to Epcot. Um, but yeah, really, that was more or less it. The, the fountain that we know is, is closing is actually moving to the front of the park now, in front of Spaceship Earth as you enter. Yeah. Um, and that was really it. That was the massive changes that are coming, mainly aimed at Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, which they touched on a little bit, um, gave us a, a kind of a logo and just confirmed that every park would be celebrating it, not just the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I really encourage caught stuff and I didn't think it was gonna be, you know, I, I thought they were, you know, potentially gonna rip the heart out of, out of Epcot, but from, from what I've seen from the concept art, I know it, it just looks like it's gone and it's still kind of a theme to the theme park. That's what I was worried about, that it just it would, it would just be a collection of bits, but they, they seem to have really put together a theme that can still represent Epcot and mean and mean something about Epcot. It just looks looks good to me. I'm pretty positive about it. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I think um I think there was a lot of concern leading up to it and I don't think any of the changes that they announced were too damaging. Um I would I would argue that just hmm, no, I think the I think the Jeff Goldblum video is still my favourite thing of the whole weekend. But my second favourite thing of D23 weekend was the tweet from uh WDW News Today's Tom Corliss to apologize for spoiling so much of the D23 presentation with all of his predictions of late, all his clickbait articles. Which none came true. Not a single one came true. The Lamb Pavilion lives on, for example. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was that you know, I'm hoping it was ironic, but I don't think he understands it. Um, so that really cracked me up. Um, I just thought, yeah. I think a lot of people have been worried about, you know, announcements that were gonna be made and it was it all turned to be for naught. The only thing which I'd I'd seen elsewhere as well is and we've talked about this before, is the fact that uh, you know, there was all these rumors about the Brazil pavilion. Yeah, we saw that, um, and people were talking about the fact that they probably will announce it at D twenty three. I wonder if that will ever happen now with what's going on in Brazil. If I'm mm. honest, I don't think it will. I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, the Brazil rumor has been going on for years. We've talked about it on here years before. Um, so it's not like it was something that was you know quite new. Or, or anything, I think it was just getting close and closer to it becoming a reality. But I just can't see now how, with what's going on in the the Amazon, that Disney would actually um, go out and do a Brazil Pavilion. There's lots of countries they could do that with if they really wanted to. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot more that that is more relatable to to what Disney do. I think that there's certain films that they could obviously touch on. Um, and there were there were things that we were expecting this weekend that we even saw nods to within 
the D23 Xbox that didn't come out in the end. Um, Mexico looked like that was going to get its overhaul and, and that wasn't announced. Yeah. Despite the fact that the, the model clearly showed that it was likely to be getting something new. Um, oh, it was a guitar, wasn't it? It was a Coco guitar. Yeah. yeah. So you never know. Something might come out in the next couple of weeks or it, it may never happen. But yeah. the, the way things are at the moment, I think those plans have probably been put on hold with, with regards to Brazil. Yeah. Mm. It'll come back again, I think, though, because Brazil is such a big piece of our market now. You get yeah. so many visitors from, from Brazil. I think it'll come back. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But they'll have to let the dust settle. Unfortunately, it is a bit of a pun, but I didn't mean it to be because it's awful what's going on over there at the moment. But yeah, I just think it'd be the wrong time to make that announcement of them doing that. Yeah. So, time will tell. We'll see if it ever comes uh, to fruition. Mm -hmm. Right, gents, is is that everything we've got to cover off on this episode? I think so. I think we've kept everybody long enough. Yep, yep, and we are finishing just in time for Mr. D to celebrate his last uh, 43 minutes before he takes a leap into another age. So by the time this episode comes out, you you can't wish him happy birthday, but uh, yeah, Mr. D, enjoy your birthday. Yeah, thanks for that, buddy. Cheers. And... On that, we will leave it there. So thank you, dear listener, if you've lasted all this way through. I think the podcast is about three hours now, so apologies. But there was a lot to get through. There was a lot to get through. There was. I did tell these guys this would be a short podcast episode. But, yeah, there was a lot to cover, so apologies. Um, so thank you for listening. There will be a... What's coming up? We've got a Star Wars special that I mentioned, and we've also recorded an episode with Craig... Um, following his recent trip to Disney World. So both of those shows are upcoming. So if you don't already... I want to hear it. I'm excited. What's that? I want to hear it. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear um, hear about his trip. It's it's good. It's good. Um, There's some stuff you can probably guess and there's uh, some stuff that you probably probably can't... um, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm, I'm, I think you'll, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Um, so yeah, if you don't already subscribe, and you'll get those episodes as and when they come out, and we will see you for another days after that very soon. Cheerio. Manu. Why? Because we like you. is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.